morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We had a whole weekend of preseason games. There's still another game tonight, but who cares about that? We've got takeaways from the games that did happen, and we have some player news to talk about. So why don't we go ahead, sit back, relax, sip our coffee, and enjoy the show. things first and that's this weekend i think it was friday after our show sam howell was officially named the starting quarterback for the washington commanders so just a quick little round of applause for him excited to see how that goes excited to see how he can produce the weapons of terry mclaurin gibson and of course Jahan dotson just But I'm excited. But I'm excited for sure. Next up, Josh Jacobs is officially reporting to the Raiders. He is expected to end his holdout and be ready by week one for the Raiders. Good for him. Sad he didn't get the money, but glad that he'll be out there playing football. The only concern here is can he stay healthy now? I mean, there's been a pretty bad string of running backs following up the year after they, they've had their career year. Basically, if, if you have a career year, if you lead the league in rushing, Basically, the next year, you're very injury prone because you took such a beating the year prior. So we'll see how it goes. But either way, good that he's back on the field. If you bought him during this dip, probably paid off. And congratulations on that. And we'll see. Zamir White gets relegated right down to handcuff role, but still he is explosive and has great speed and stuff. So maybe he can still crack the lineup and maybe get some plays in every once in a while. But it's still going to be the Josh Jacobs backfield. It's going to be probably heavy play action, just a very ball type team with Jimmy. Efficient offense for sure. So that's the news. So why don't we go ahead and just check out these preseason games. There was a ton of them, and there's a lot to talk about. Last week, I went for 45 minutes talking about that. I'm going to try to keep it shorter this time. Instead of talking about basically everything you need to know, I'm just going to give you guys kind of the important stuff that I saw when going through. I didn't, of course, get to watch every single game. So this is also just some kind of box score perusing, but still tons to take away here. Tons of excitement from these games. And let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. We talked a little bit about the games that happened on Thursday night uh, last week on Friday's episode. So go check that out. We're going to start things off with the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games today. And the first one we're going to talk about here is the Panthers versus Giants. And one of the big takeaways here is that in your deeper leagues, you need to be rostering Raheem Blackshear. He's definitely the RB3 on this team. And with both Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders you know, probably splitting the backfield right now. If one of them goes down, Raheem Blackshear would do that as well. Really good receiving back. He showed that. Uh, and, and for the Giants, that was really my only takeaway from the Panthers. Bryce Young is you know, going to have some trouble with that offensive line is kind of my other takeaway. That, that That's the other one for the Panthers. For the Giants, 
Daniel Jones came out and looked great. He had he was eight for nine. He had 69 yards and a touchdown and even ran the ball once for six yards. So it was cool to see that and good to see he's not turning the ball over. De- definitely on fire. Obviously the starting quarterback, but looking good. Jalen Hyatt scored himself a touchdown. I'll go ahead and show you guys that. It was a really good touchdown. I mean, basically just completely burned the safety, burned his coverage. I'll rewind it since the thing was covering it. But pretty good. Pretty good to see. And I I mean, the thing I like the most about it, I mean, dude, literally the ball was underthrown. <laughs> like he, he's faster than even that, really. He had to slow down to catch that ball. Um, so looking good. Looking on Hyatt. Uh, and finally. If you have Joe Mixon, keep holding on, man. Keep holding on to Joe Mixon because these backup running backs really are not going to be doing much. Chris Evans and Chase Brown both averaged two yards per carry this weekend. But Chris Evans did have some receiving stuff. He he had two receptions for 20 yards. But again, not enough. It's going to be Joe Mixon like 70, 75% of the time with Chris Evans and Chase Brown probably mixing in, you know, really both of them mixing in, like each getting their own like 10% share, something like that. Uh, and with the two yards per carry, that doesn't seem that good. And this is now two preseason weeks in a row. So we'll keep our eye on it and how it develops. But Andre Eosivas has led the Bengals in preseason receiving yet again. He had 44 receiving yards off of five catches. Pretty good. That's now back-to-back weeks where he's led the Bengals receivers in preseason game yardage receiving. So, uh, and you know, he's got a great profile and we were all kind of excited about him before he slipped a bit in the draft, but you know, he got himself spot. So again, if you have space now for the Falcons, my sleeper pick, my, my deep roster pick that I've been talking about since he signed is Godwin Iguabuike. He again led the Falcons in rushing with 14 carries for 61 yards. Looked really good again. I'm really excited for what he's going to bring to the Falcons, especially late in the season as the injuries start to pile up. I do really see him as a fantastic role player. Desmond Ritter, you know, he throw an interception. He did throw, throw an interception. He only played one drive, and it was really good up until that point. He led the Falcons all the way down the field. He was 7 of 8 for 80 yards, uh, and then he became 7 of 9 for 80 yards and an interception. Uh, right in scoring opportunity so it sucks that he turned the ball over there it was a tipped pass not necessarily his fault and sometimes those happen it wasn't necessarily a bad read or anything uh it's just an interception just unlucky so again my take here is Desmond Ritter is the starter for the Falcons Taylor Heineke will be good if he goes in but it's Desmond Ritter's job to lose and I just don't see him doing anything to lose it everyone is behind him and he's and he's fine and Like we saw, they moved the ball down the field. And they in one drive. That's a ton for the Falcons. I don't think that's how it's going to go. Um, they want to see him throw the ball since it's preseason. It doesn't mean as much, but still, it was really good to see it. Uh, and then Bijan Robinson, he had himself a decent run. And Drake London had himself a nice little catch. So it was good to see those things as well. Just good to see offenses clicking, especially with their players that we actually care about. The next game is the Jaguars-Lions. Uh, the Tank Bigsby and Dearness Johnson both looked pretty solid, so both of them have definitely earned themselves some sort of role behind Travis Etienne. 
Tank Bigsby, 13 for 70. Dearness Johnson, two touchdowns off of six carries for 36 yards. Pretty good. Pretty good for both of them. Um, I don't know if I'm worried about Travis Etienne. I mean, I think that they have a really good backfield behind him, which is good uh, for the Jaguars. We'll see how it works for Travis Etienne. I do still think, of course, he's the main guy, probably about 60% snap share. But Tank Bigsby and Dearness Johnson are probably both going to get theirs. And we've seen Dearness Johnson on the Browns produce when he was asked to. So um, definitely something to keep our eye on as preseason continues. Any big Lions takeaways? No one really important of the box score and everything. So, uh, but you know, we know what to expect from the Lions at this point. And yeah, the Dolphins Texans, the backup job, I think is officially Skylar Thompson's. I think some of us were hoping that it would be Mike White. And last week it was kind of like both Skylar Thompson and Mike White didn't look that great. But this week, Skylar Thompson was incredible. He had three touchdowns which is obviously pretty good. Three touchdowns is always good. Uh, and Mike White didn't play at all. Um, so I think that says something. And Skylar Thompson, of course, played for the Dolphins last year, already familiar with the system. So they'll probably go with him if anything happens to Tua Tunga Viola. Salvan Al Ahmed, the fourth string, fourth string running back, looked really good. 12 carries for 99 yards, four receptions for 32 yards, and a touchdown used all over the field. And that's what we've seen from him in the past. Just an absolute tool for teams that he's on uh, and catches passes, runs the ball well. So if anything happens to Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, or Devon Achey, Salvan Ahmed might hit the field. And a little shout out to C. Howard. Throw an interception this time. Tried to play the applause, but it didn't go through. <laughs> but CJ Stroud did not throw an interception this time. Looks decent. I will say... One thing that's making me concerned is that Mike Boone was the leading receiver. Yes, that's right. Mike Boone led the receivers in receiving yards yesterday and also rushing yards for that matter. Uh, and this was a game where Tankdale didn't play. He was held out with a, with a kind of an injury. I think it was like a tightness or something. They just wanted to be cautious with him. But none of the other receivers really popped. Nico Collins was out there, not for long. Uh, but still, uh, cool to see CJ Stroud not throwing an interception. Concerning for the receivers. And I think this means, right? I think this means, I mean, Tank Dell might actually be that dude. I mean, if he had that good of a game in, in the first preseason game and then no receiver had anything close to that without him, it, it it stands to reason that Tank Dell is in for a good little year here and has a great chemistry with C.J. Stroud. Um, <laughs> I see this comment here from the fantasy plumber, Salvin Ahmed, absolute tool. <laughs> um oh and i i'm getting to this the freak i'm getting to this don't worry i'm getting to it um next next up what's another game that happened this is the bill Steelers, and i want to give a shout out here to chase vernon uh after the draft and a little bit over this post this offseason i had chase vernon on a lot you've seen him on fantasy football intervention and the big tilt um, and one of the rookies that he said was a sleeper was Justin Shorter. And yesterday he did lead the Bills in receiving. He was five for 47 and a touchdown. Uh, and he's got, you know, a profile to land himself on the squad. He's a red zone threat, which they don't really have outside of the tight ends. He's 6'3", 224 pounds, has a decent catch radius, a decent profile and everything, and looked good in this game. So I think he's definitely earned himself a roster spot. So good eye, Chase Vernon, for spotting that one. Uh, and Dalton Kincaid, he had three receptions for 45 yards. Good to see the rookie going out there, getting some usage. Hopefully he can keep that up into the regular season. 
And in terms of the Steelers, two players we already know and roster had touchdowns off of one touch. Jalen Warren had one carry for 62 yards and a touchdown. Pat Fryermuth had one reception for 25 yards and a touchdown. So the Steelers looking good, man. I mean, I really do believe this Steelers team is going to be fantastic this year. They're in the right direction. And I mean, they're. major success in 2023 next up we had the bears colts game and roshan johnson got himself some decent usage again all over the field going to be the only guy in this backfield who can do it all he had seven or seven rushes for 32 yards and one reception for 11 yards looked really really good uh, i know that the stats don't really pop up but he did look really solid and looks like he has this backfield under control at least probably the second spot and i mean I, like i said he's the only one who can do it all so that'll just get him on the field to begin with and then for the uh bears oh again doris fountain doris fountain uh led them in receiving hadn't really heard of him but it was a good stat line five receptions for 86 yards he's apparently in his fifth year in the nfl uh, but he's got a really good burst score, 99th percentile burst, 98th percentile catch radius. So look for this guy to lock in as the sixth wide receiver on the Bears chart. Um, and then for the Colts, the Colts as needed, 13-15 for 107 and a touchdown. And then the duality of man, Sam Allinger did not have a great passing game, but did have eight rushes for 60 yards and a touchdown leading the Colts in rushing, Sam Ellinger. Now the Buccaneers-Jets game, Kyle Trask went out there and slang it. He had 28 pass attempts, completed 20 of them for 218 yards and a touchdown. Trey Palmer scored himself a touchdown. Uh, and Trey Tucker, Trey Tucker, uh, wait, yeah, Sean Tucker, sorry, sorry, Sean Tucker, the backup running back, looking like the handcuff, had seven rushes for 37 yards. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Definitely going to be behind Rashad White. Rashad White definitely going to be a massive bell cow. Uh, but Tucker is definitely going to get some usage and will be valuable if anything happens to Rashad White. And then the Jets rushing attack looks interesting. Zach Wilson led the Jets in rushing yards this weekend with Zonovan Knight and Israel Abanacanda right behind him. Abanacanda averaged a pretty, pretty impressive set per carry. So hopefully I still don't know why they brought in Dalvin Cook. There's just so many running backs on this roster. Uh, and finally, one of the guys who had been kind of popping up at trading camps, Jason Brownlee, the undrafted free agent, did lead the Jets in receiving with 50 yards. Good game for him. Let's see. Uh, next up, let's go ahead and talk about the Titans-Vikings. Malik Willis did score a, a passing touchdown, but also threw an interception. The big thing here is that he had 11 carries for 91 yards, really ran the ball well, looked solid doing it. But with the 91 rush yards, wasn't even the leading rusher for the Titans as Julius Chestnut had 13 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown looking like he's probably the backup to Derrick Henry right now, as he was last year. 
Uh, Ty J Spears also going to feed in there with seven carries for 57 yards and a touchdown, averaging a really impressive eight yards per carry. Uh, get some stuff. I think Hassan Haskins has unfortunately. had 11 carries didn't do anything crazy with him but still good to see him get so much usage hopefully that carries into the regular season uh as a backup kind of fill in you know hopefully i really want this to be a committee of minnesota i don't think it makes much sense to make madison an actual true bell cow and Dwayne mcbride he scored himself his first nfl touchdown so shout out to Dwayne mcbride the other running back on this roster that could end up making some noise the Chiefs absolutely stomped the Cardinals. It was like 38 points or something like that. Mahomes had 105 yards and a touchdown, 10 for 15. Classic clinical Patrick Mahomes performance. Daneric Prince scored himself a touchdown. And then, guys, I'm just going to list every single Chiefs player who caught a pass. Rashi Rice, who looked great. Eight receptions for 96 yards. Great, great usage for the rookie. And then outside of that, Amir Smith-Marset. Matt Bushman, Ty Freifogel, Marcus Valdez, Travis Kelsey, Justin Ross. Blake Bell, Daneric Prince, and Cornell Powell. A ridiculous amount of people caught the ball for the Chiefs this weekend. Uh, we saw that in the regular season that they were going to continue to spread it around. That's my big takeaway. They will do that this year as well. All of the receivers are going to get usage week in, week out. And in terms of the Cardinals, Keontae Ingram, definitely the backup. You need to roster seven carries, 38, 28 yards and a touchdown. And Clayton Toon looked good again. He had six carries for 35 yards on top of 133 pass yards off of 24 pass attempts. I'm hoping, not saying he will, but I am hoping that he can start while Kyler Murray is out. I just think it'd be more entertaining than Colt McCoy. Not saying he's better than Colt McCoy, but it would certainly be more entertaining. The Packers-Patriots game, which was pretty decent. It was a good little game. Bailey Zappi was under 50% passing, which is not good. Especially as he's competing to try to um, uh, Mac Jones, which is just not looking like he's going to be able to do. But he did score a touchdown and a rushing touchdown, which is pretty cool. Ramondre Stevenson looked great as well. Four carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. The big story is Kayshawn Booty kind of bounced back. He had two receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. And the touchdown was pretty decent as well. It was a pretty good little touchdown. And in terms of the Packers, Jordan Love looked really good again. Really excited to continue to watch that blossom. Emmanuel Wilson led the Packers in rushing again. Definitely the RB3 on this team, and I think should be rostered, especially in deeper leagues with the age and injury history of Aaron Jones and, you know, the age of A.J. Dillon as well. Uh, and in terms of receiving, Jaden Reed got himself a touchdown. Good to see. And Romeo Dubs, two for 52. As much as people hate him, he, you just continue to see his name at least once or twice a game making a big catch. And I really do think that he's got himself a role on this offense. And we do know that he's the wide receiver two above Jaden Reed on the depth chart right now. Uh, and it's going to take some work for Jaden Reed. It's going to take some work. The Broncos 49ers, Javante Williams looked 
he's back. Three carries and four receptions. I guess great isn't the right term, but just to see him back and to get that kind of usage is exciting. Ronnie Bell, my man Ronnie Bell, one of my picks for an undrafted free agent to make some noise. Leading receiver again, seven receptions for 114 yards. That is now back-to-back weeks where he's led the 49ers in preseason receiving yards. I really do think he could be something special. Not this year, probably, but maybe a year or two down the line as these people start to age out. You know, he could develop into the next Debo Samuel or something like that with his profile. All of the quarterbacks started Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy didn't have much action, but looked like Brock Purdy in that time. Four for five, 65 yards, making the right reads. Nothing special, but you don't need to be special in the 49ers offense. Trey Lance, 173 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Sam Darnold, 109 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Brock Purdy's job, we already know it. He's great. Raiders, Rams, Aiden O'Connell continues to ball out. He had 163 pass yards and two touchdowns. Trey Tucker had 66 of those yards. White had some usage as well. Game or two this year. Write it down. Put it down. He's going to do it. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a small injury or something, and Aiden O'Connell is going to go in, and who knows? Maybe he'll earn that starting job because he's looked fantastic. He really, really has. And in terms of the Rams, Stetson Bennett looked less fantastic. He was 15-24, to 142 yards, no touchdown, and threw an interception. Still a pretty decent game for a rookie, uh, but you just don't want to see those turnovers, of course. Uh, and I've got two more games for you. We'll go ahead and move on to the Cowboys-Seahawks. We had Rico Dowdle leading in rushing again over Malik Davis. Dowdle 38 yards, Davis 32, and Deuce Vaughn got in on the action again, 5 for 14, and scored himself a touchdown. So great job, Deuce Vaughn. He's looking fantastic this preseason. Jalen Tolbert has bounced back as well, four receptions for 66 yards. And Luke Schoonmaker, healthy now. Caught two passes for 22 yards. I'm excited to see how he looks the rest of this preseason. I do definitely believe he will be the starter by the end of the year. Geno Smith, 5 of 6, 46 yards. In terms of rushing, Sir Roderick Thompson was actually the leading rusher with Holton Allers right behind him. And then Zach Charbonnet, who is three for 31, averaged 10 yards per carry. That was really good. And then Wayne Talapapa and then DJ Dallas. So we'll see how this develops. But, I mean, it's obviously Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, probably Kenny McIntosh, who still hasn't had any preseason action. Um, and then who knows? I mean, it's probably DJ Dallas since he's been with the team. But who knows? The Sir Roderick Thompson guy is now in back-to-back decent preseason games. Uh, and in terms of the receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba had a really good catch. Uh, finished the day three receptions for 58 yards. He is here, and I'm glad he hasn't scored a touchdown yet because his value is going to go crazy once he finally does it. And Jake Bobo, two receptions for 43 yards, yet another good preseason performance from Jake Bobo. Guys, roster Jake Bobo. If anything happens to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, it's not just going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba that's going to get more playing time. Bobo too and this team likes to pass it they like to use those slot guys like Bobo so um very very interesting to see him continue to do well UCLA slot receiver now finally the Saints Chargers game Kendra Miller 
10 carries for 23 yards and a touchdown and also had himself a nice little catch. So that's really good for him. Good to see him out there. Elijah Dotson hype has faded. Six carries for only 21 yards. Nothing special this game. Uh, and Quentin Johnson looked good as well. Three receptions for 37 yards. Pretty decent. We'll see. We haven't seen anything pop yet, but he did look pretty good. Uh, and finally, just a funny, hilarious box score to me. Easton Stick, 21 uh, completions off of 41 attempts, 233 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. But then seven carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. So for not for everything he did wrong in the passing game, he made up for it in the running game. And, you know, that's why he's probably the backup to Justin Herbert, not uh, the, the rookie from TCU that just came in. I don't know why the name is escaping me, but doesn't matter. It's going to be Easton Stick as the QB2 more than likely. All right, guys, I see the chat. So let's go ahead. Theo Grimminger's press coverage will be live at 10.30, so hop from here straight to that on the YouTube and Twitter. Has Rodgers played at all this preseason? No, he hasn't. Khalil Herbert may be a league winner at his ADP uh, per fourth and flex. We'll see. We'll see. We're definitely the uh, Roshan Johnson guys here. But, I mean, Khalil Herbert will definitely be good while he's out there. Noobs World Order, who is the wide receiver to own on the Chiefs this year? It's Sky Moore and, and Travis Kelsey, of course, but not a wide receiver. The answer is Sky Moore. How bad is my team? Aaron Rodgers, Sam Howell, Aaron Jones, Damian Pierce, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Jackson Smith, and Jigba Tank Dell. Hey, you've got a great wide receiver core, man. Great wide receiver core. And you've got a decent tight end in Cole Komet. The only thing is, I mean, you're running backs. You're going to need to put in some work here. Aaron Jones going to be out of the league soon. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers kind of the same thing. But you should at least be good this season. Be pretty competitive. Uh, let's go Ronnie Bell. Let's go Ronnie Bell. And the fantasy plumber points out Lance would be thrilled to put up an Easton stick. Fine. This is true. And that Trey Lance wishes he were Easton stick. Everyone have a fantastic week. This is my last episode hosting this week. I'm going out of town. We're having a Han Rung to fill in tomorrow. Matt Babich will be filling in Wednesday, the Podfather himself Thursday, and Seth Diewald on Friday. So make sure you tune into those episodes. They're going to do a fantastic job. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I will see you all next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern on this very YouTube channel. Check in to everyone else Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this very YouTube channel at 10 a.m. Eastern. Have a good one. Peace.